You are listening to Light Your Spark, hosted by life coach James Dean. Do you have ideas, goals, dreams that you think, I really want to do that, but you find yourself hesitating, holding back, or if you try and it doesn't work out, you quit? I call these ideas, thoughts, as sparks, like they're lighting up inside your head. But before you've been able to create anything with it, the spark has gone out. So what are the things you need to do to light that spark, build it, create it, and live a life on fire? What are the steps that you need to take today that will get you closer to what you really want? This is what we're going to try and answer. Episode 5. What holds you back? Welcome everyone to episode 5 of Light Your Spark. And in this episode we're going to be talking about what holds us back when we're trying to achieve our goal or to make a change that we want to move ourselves forward. And in this episode, I'm going to focus on three areas. And I think there's some of the biggest three and most most common things that people will say or things that we think um, that prevent us moving to where we want to get to. And what they are, we're going to list them first, then we'll go through them individually and then hopefully give you some ideas of how you can of course overcome them so the first one that uh, comes to mind is time and the whole thing of not having enough time and uh, how that works the second one is what other people will think and that's a really big one that what other people will think what they'll say and how that's impacting on you And then the last one is very much and also an internal one as well is that that feeling or thought process that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy to to do this. Then you can kind of branch them off into more specifics, but they're, I think, the biggest three um, sort of things that really hold us in in a position to not move forward. So we'll hopefully we'll go through them a little more, more uh, sort of detail now and then give you some, some tips and ideas or hopefully they'll say how you can move forward um, and start making some changes. The thing is as well with the, any of these things and especially these sort of big three things is it's always as everything a work in progress. There's, there's no perfect scenario. It's always moving forward. There'll always be a drop back. If you find yourself not always adhering to you know the way you want it to be and that's okay it's just about trying to keep moving so the first one if we think of the first one again time and if if i've this is including myself but if i'm working with any groups or any clients or anyone who talk to anyone about the reason why they don't do something and why they don't pursue a goal pursue an activity a hobby changing career or anything is that idea or that concept of time and the lack of not having enough time that's what we're convinced 
and that's what we have. And the truth is that if you were to try and do everything, there isn't enough time. So we know that time isn't infinite, it's finite. There's only so much of it. So it's really how we use that time that we have. And I want you almost to, the first thing is to think of, of instead of thinking it of time, thinking about priority. Because once you start moving things around of their priority and their importance to what you want to do, then time becomes, you don't get more time, you just get more specific. And that's the difference. And it, when it comes to time and, and moving to what you want, along with time, there comes an amount of focus and discipline. And they are probably the hardest things to implement because of the amount of distractions that we have. So if we think of the basic uh, amount of time again that we have in a day and, you know, of all the things that you you may have to do with your day. So, you know, the, of things that are recommended, I, I sometimes think of how if you to block out your time. Well, in a 24 hour period, you, you have to get so much sleep. You're going to if you have a job, you have a day job, you're going to be spending time in your job. You've got to get to the, the job so you'll commute there and back. If you have family commitments, if you have children or if you're, you know, looking after elderly parents or looking after, you know, siblings or f friends that you have. So there's commitments there as well. Um, things, if you, things we all have to do, you know, we have to go do our shopping. We have to do our kick cooking. We have to keep our house in some sort of order and things like this. There's all these things that they're just the day to day things that we need to do just to kind of keep ourselves you know moving just normally just keep keep things on an even keel so when you then try and think well i've got to do all this stuff this stuff has to be done or you know so when do when will i fit in you know the things that i really want to do because you know the time when it when it comes to you know maybe i do have some free time i'm either exhausted or i don't feel like it or i don't want to do it at that point so it's you know there is a there is a balance to that and and how where do you put it in along with the sort of the time piece and there is a, there is i think something for said about planning and what is it you want to do and knowing when to do it assigning time for things knowing that you can okay if you want to do something when do you best work are you are you best most alert in the morning um are you more of an evening person when is when do can you fit things around can you move things around if you're a morning person can you do you have the option to start work later do you have the option to get up earlier if you work best during at night you know can you free up some time what can basically what can you move around you need to almost get it out plan out the day plan out the week you know get real detailed in the sense of when is the free time because it is there. That's the one thing, though, as well. Because, and this is where it comes into the priority thing again. Because if you really want to achieve your goal, then you need to be able to assign time to do the steps and actions to get there. So the time, I do believe the time is there. So we have to establish, well, what are you doing, you know, at times when you, things that you don't have to do or things that you don't want to do that are not adding 
value towards your goal? Can they be substituted? The other thing then is, okay, the times when you're, you know, not doing something that's actually, you know, worthwhile as such, or is essentially what we're saying is free time, can we utilize that as well? You know, so how much is there to, to utilize and how much can we sub in? So the first tip is, is to get into that detail, you know, use, you know, if you're handy on something like Excel, that's a great little tool to use. Otherwise, it's just a case of on a piece of paper, again, good old fashioned piece of paper and a pen, just write out the days of the week, write out the blocks in time, whichever way you want to do it, do them by the hour, do them by the half hour and start blocking that out. So start blocking. What do you do on a Monday to Friday? What time, you know, what times are gone, you know, because you, you know, you can't do it at this time because you're in work or you can't do it this time because you're traveling or whatever. Start blocking it out. And then you'll start to see a picture of where the available time is. And then so you can start to see, well, actually, oh, here is an hour. Here is two hours, half hour, whatever it is. And this is when we start to start being really honest with ourselves because, we can start to see, okay, well, actually, if I do have more time than I was expecting, so when is it? And what am I actually doing with that time? Am I just really not doing anything? Am I just watching TV? Am I uh, just on my phone? Am I, you know, so they're the most obvious things, but, you know, is that, is that time that can be utilized to work towards what you want to, to achieve? So that's the most basic thing, you know, in sense of finding, you know, where is the sort of time that we can utilize? I can hear you all saying, okay, it's great, that's fine, I've got this time here, but go back to my previous point of like, I'm exhausted when it comes to being able to do anything because I'm doing all this other stuff. Now there's a great uh, idea here now of like, if we think of um, energy or attention, so I put it this way, attention as energy. And if you think of, instead of thinking of time as a currency and you only have so much a day, think of as your attention as a currency and you only have so much attention during the day. So if you are spending that attention, and this is, when I'm saying attention, it's like literally the amount of energy you're processing through your brain. So if you're constantly uh, using your brain for tasks that are not pushing towards your goal, you are spending energy in a different way and you're spending your attention. So again, the most obvious one at the moment is you, if you're just spending a lot of time just scrolling through your phone, that is energy that is being used, even though it might not seem like a lot. It's energy being spent and attention being spent. So even though you, you think, oh, I haven't done a huge amount today, that energy in the brain is gone. That attention is gone. So when you do and actually try and focus on the thing that you want to do, you think, how can I not focus? Because you spent it all and it gets depleted and it almost takes that sleep and that overnight for it to recharge up. There's other ways we can get more energy through physical exercise um, being definitely the, probably the best one moving is going to give you more energy. There's an argument for good sleep and then a good nutrition as well. But definitely physical physical activity is going to be one of the biggest ones of giving you some more energy but that that attention piece is really important because it's another one so you've got your hopefully you've got an idea of your week or your monday to friday at least of 
when's the free time? Now you can almost track it, almost like a diary and think, okay, well, I've got some free time here, but I'm always tired at this point. You know, I want to say if it's on a Tuesday evening, you maybe have an hour on a Tuesday evening, for example, but you come to that point and you're like, I really don't have the energy to to do what I want to do, whether it was to to read a book for a, for an assignment or an exam or study. Maybe it's to... Um, you know, start something that you're trying to do, whether it be a blog or like this, you're going to try and do a podcast or you want to, uh, you're doing up your CV or you, you know, whatever it is, but you come to that point, you think, I just can't do it. So have a track on those days. Well, what are you doing? Is it you're um, reading too much and during the day and something else that's not adding value? Are you on your phone too much? Are you on the TV too much, watching TV too much? What is it? What are you doing that is depleting your attention and taking away your energy? And then it's the, the task then is, OK, can you reduce that amount? Stop that uh, to that draw on the energy so you have it later for the time that's available. So those are some of my first sort of big tips on time. The other thing when it comes to time is you've got that piece of our energy and attention, but it's not always going to be there. And this is where discipline and focus comes into it because there's most a lot of times you're not going to feel like it you're not going to feel the like jumping out of bed i'm pumped i want to do this type approach so there's you've got to be able to get to a point where it's like i'm going to do it anyway and that's kind of like it's not much of a sense of anything groundbreaking but there is that sort of having to just okay sit down do it turn off all the distractions um, and just get on and do the work. It's really hard. And the only way you can do it is by, by doing it and practicing. Like anything, it takes practice. It is a skill to develop, to have that discipline. And it's not easy. So instead of thinking sometimes, I think it's a case of, okay, instead I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work for two hours. I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to do this piece of work. or I'm going to do this task and I'm going to spend two hours on it but you've never done two hours straight before. So there's a couple of things that can happen. You could, you could actually go in there, could completely absorb it and then do the two hours, absolutely smash it and think that could be the absolute you know, turning point and you just crack on from there. Chances are, you know, if you try and do that, it might become more sporadic and maybe not as, uh, it won't set in and it, it doesn't uh, become pattern. So you do it once, for two hours and then three weeks later you maybe do it again but you're not getting that consistency of approach the other thing is that you could just absolutely hate it and you get through the two hours and you think oh my god i'm never doing that again and you just kind of it's you think it's just not worth it because it was just like oh my god how much work was that and i, I didn't and you didn't get anywhere with it you know you didn't really get as far as you thought you would in the two hours that you spent on it so i'm not sure about going in you know off the bat for a really big length of time, maybe go more increments. You have an hour available, but maybe, okay, can you do that is do 15 minutes and take a five minute break. Do another 15 minutes and take a five minute break. And so often to, you know, so do some work for the hour, but take breaks, stand up, walk around. You know, if you're doing something, if you're doing like work where you're having to read or you're writing or typing, recording or something, you know, you know, do it, try and put a timer. Everyone has a phone, you know, you can use that as a timer or get a simple 
alarm clock or something, set it for 15 minutes, do the work, let it buzz, set a new timer for five minutes, you know, walk around, do some breathing, get it into your refocus, set the timer again, go for another 15, you know, and just build it up that way, build up that skill, build up that, it's almost like interval training for your mind of when you're trying to do what you, on your, your work or your task. So those are the couple of tips on, on time that are hopefully you, you'll find useful and helpful. So the second sort of piece that we talked about, or listed at the start, that I find that holds people back is obviously what other people are going to think, what other people are going to say. And this is huge. And I think this, and the thing is with this, first thing I'm going to say straight off this is there isn't one person who hasn't experienced this or continues to experience this thought or feeling of that feeling of being judged, um, the feeling of like, what are people going to think? Do they think that I'm stupid? And, and the first thing as well, like we generally will we'll jump to what people think are going to think in a negative context first. We're always thinking in a sense of from a place of fear, a place of uh, terminology of scarcity, a place of lowness. We're thinking, when we're thinking that other people are going to think we're not good enough. And, you know, we're thinking that uh, that thing of, well, what are they, who do they think they are? You know, so we're thinking um, other people are going to think negative of us. And it's, it's you know, so we, so we can almost stop you from going from making a start. The classic example is, um, you know, say you want to ask someone out or chat to someone because uh, you think, oh, well, the, why, would they, why would they even be interested in me? So you don't even try because you've already stopped yourself or you're not going to go for that job because they're going to think I'm, I'm, they don't think I'm going to be any good. They don't think I'm going to be able to do that. So you stop yourself immediately because you think other people are going to think a certain way. So let's just, and, and to say this isn't something that, it's something we can work on and we need to become aware of it so we can then interrupt that thought process and replace it to move ourselves forward. So that's, so this isn't, we're never going to necessarily cure this, isn't it? I don't think there's necessarily a cure for it, but it's how do we, one, recognize it, interrupt it, change it. So... That first thing of saying like, oh, they're thinking someone, oh, someone else is thinking negatively. Someone else is going to think something of me. So let's just break that down. So I'm having a thought that someone else is having a thought and they're going to think something about me. So if you break that down as I'm thinking the internal in my head and I'm projecting my internal thought into a complete stranger or someone, or maybe I do know them, but... I'm, I'm almost making up a, a thought in their head. So it, it, it really, it doesn't, in ourselves, it makes sense. We, we, we believe we're completely intuitive to what other people think. We're, and we absolutely believe ourselves. Or we were convinced that that's what that person thinks about us or thinks about what we, they, we, if we were to pursue what we want. We're convinced that we know what another person's thinking. Truth is, we don't. We have no idea. So that's the first thing is like, so when you're having that sort of those thoughts, you want to try something, you want to put something out there, especially if you want to put something out in public. If you want to put something on social media or you want to tell someone that you're going to try something, you want to tell a group of friends or a friend that you might want to try something 
and it's a little bit out there it's a little bit it's, you know not necessarily like you it's it's unusual as such uh, it's a bit a little bit brave you know outside the comfort zone whatever what, which way you want to phrase it you know there's going to be a reaction of course there's going to be a reaction and it could be positive it could be negative but you, you won't know until you say so you have to say it and even if the the answer or the the response is positive positive and negative truth is it doesn't actually matter um we all would like people to say positive things of course it's great but there will be negativity so in some ways there's an acceptance to it but let's get back to the what the, the thoughts process because if we got to we got to get there first so we have this thought of we're thinking oh i'm i want to try something but that Thoughts coming into the head thinking, oh, well, what, what, if, what, what will people say? What will people think? There's when you've got to recognize, okay, you've got to call it something. What, what's the, what is the fear? What is the emotion? What is the worry? Why would you stop? What, what, why is that so important, what other people think? What is the, the underlying emotion? Is it going to be an embarrassment? Is it going to be a feeling of looking silly or stupid? Um, you know, what is it? Name it call it out and then you got to go okay so that's what it could be it could be an embarrassing situation but what if we flip that what if we you know the reason you're trying to take on this challenge or this goal what's the positive outcome that could come from this what's the benefit of doing it for you and then for others what are you adding to the world your even your immediate world or the world at wide by doing this flip the emotion flip the result what is it that you can gain from this and focus on that? And that's when you then say, okay, you've got that rewire of story, change of thought process, change of outcome, change of emotion and positivity. And then it's a case of you've got to go and you've got to do. There really is that point now where you've just got to try. You'll get some feedback. You'll learn and you'll go again. But it's recognizing what is it that's stopping. What is the emotion? Go down to it. It's also the thing you can do is just coming more and more. Is like if you do feeling that emotion or you're feeling that something, where do you feel it? Where on your body? Literally, where on your body? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your toes? Are they curling? Are your hands clenching or your palms getting sweaty? Is it goosebumps? You know, where's the sensation? Because everything is connected. You know, is there a tightness in you? Is it your shoulders? Are they rolled forward or, you know, so, and it's almost like sometimes you can recognize where it is in your body and then go, okay, right, so we need to, we need to release this part of our body first. We need to maybe breathe deep, you know, sit up straight or something and low, let the shoulders relax. Do we need to stretch out our arms above our heads or point our toes? Breathe deep into our diaphragm so our stomach relaxes. So we can... Find where that sensation is in the body as well and allow that to release. Then we make our move and we go forward. Because remember, again, the thought that someone else is having a thought is just that. It's your own thought. It's nothing real. But we have made it real in our minds. The last piece is really, a, it kind of is very much in line with the ones where they kind of overlap and cross over. But it is that feeling or even belief or story that we tell ourselves that we're not worthy. We don't deserve this. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. 
I'm not thin enough. I'm not from the right background. I'm not, I'm not whatever it is. Or I'm too the other. I'm too this. Or I'm not enough of that. And it's a story that we're telling ourselves that we are believing. It's something that we have put into our minds because we have put a perception up there of what the re- what we are ex- if this is a perception it's our ex- expectation of a reality that doesn't exist it's that expectation of what we have perceived as perfectionism in that area or goal we're going for and i don't want to i'm not going to go into a sort of oh this is because of media and all that whatever because i think we do this without that as well we can we can put this up we have an image in our head there's influences, of course. There's massive influences coming at us all the time. But the sto- we still have to believe the story. We still have to believe that we're, for some reason, that we're not good enough to do that. And if you were actually to really focus on and pay attention to the things we say to ourselves... And the way we talk to ourselves on occasion about that worthiness piece. If we're thinking of going for something that we really want to do, whether it be, say, for example, you want to go back into education or, or, or maybe there's a particular course that you want to do that is slightly out of the ordinary or maybe it's you know, slightly different or maybe you don't think you're quite clever enough or you don't think you're smart enough for it or other people you've got this perception other people won't think you're smart enough or they'll think you want to do that why would you want to do that and so you've got this this theory inside your head that you you're not good enough to do that that particular course or go down that education route so so that's what you're telling yourself you have this belief in the story that well that education isn't for me i'm just that's just not me i'm not good enough i'm going to I'm going to stay down here and just just play it safe and just and just keep myself here and we'll go along. And you could do that. That's fine. But what if you were to say, turn it the other way? What if we again were to rewrite the story and even not even rewrite? Let's just write the story from now. What if you were to actually say, well, I could go for this course. I could apply for this course because we all have the ability and the opportunity to learn. Hands down, we do. No question. Now, some may learn quicker than others. Some we all learn in different ways for sure. But the key is, I think, for learning is finding something that you absolutely love, enjoy, get into. And then you've got to go dive right in. So... You've got to question, I suppose, the, the, your choice of education. Because if you, you, and this is really, really important, because education could be just going to the library and reading the books that you're really interested in. It doesn't have to be signing up to an official course or degree or whatever. So you've got to think about what is, the, what is it you want to learn? What are the uh, options you have to do that? Where, where can you go? What can you... What are, what are the availability of the various things you can do? But we all have the opportunity to learn. We all have the ability to take in information. And we can all do it in different ways. So the first thing I say is you need to 
uh, not, it's not a case of simply just believing. You need to then start because once you start, you can see that you'll have the ability to take in that information. And this is with anything. You can apply it to any other goal that you think that you can't, you're not worthy to do. It's bring it down to a, a basic level. Drop it back. Just don't, you've got this, this thing in your head. You've built up this expectation. So, okay, if that's the end goal, which is great, bring it back to what is step one. What can you do now? What can you do? What do you actually have in front of you? I actually did this, and I'm going to use it in my own example. January last year, so January 2018, I set myself a goal of wanting to, to read more. That's all it was. I didn't, say, I didn't say I want to read so many books. I didn't want to say I wanted to read a certain type of book. I just wanted to read more. I wanted to learn more about personal development, and that's a big, wide, wide field. So everything from coaching to into neuroscience, into business, but I just wanted to read. I wanted to get into a, a habit, one of reading, and then taking information and learning from many people as possible. So that was my goal. I wanted to read, but I wanted to be able to do things in a way. I, I would like to test and challenge myself. So I was like, okay, I want to do this on, on a, in some ways on a budget. I don't want to just go sign up for a load of, you know, courses again and, and see what they'll tell me. I just wanted to read. So the first thing I said was like, well, what books do I own already that I haven't read? What books did I already buy in this field or similar to this field that I haven't read? So that's what I did. I just went through the bookshelf and I just started taking out a book. And then it's like going back to the first topic in sense of time, I worked out. I was like, well, when am I going to read? I worked out. I had a 20 to 30 minute commute on the train every morning. I'm going to read every morning on the commute, on the commute. So Monday to Friday, and I'm still doing this 18 months later. Every morning, as soon as I get on the train and I sit down, whatever book I am reading at that time comes out of the bag. So I may be only reading a chapter of any particular book, but I'm reading a chapter a day, five days a week. So the number of books that I've read since January last year has gone into well past into the 20s. So I didn't set myself a target of I want to read 10 books or 20 books or whatever it was. It's like, no, I want to read, you know, get into a habit of reading more and reading every day. So that's a simple one of doing it. And the the thing is with that, this comes into the sort of um, what type of books. I'm going to read the books that I want to read and I want to know about and the ones that interest me. And okay, I'm going to be on the, the train with a book and the cover's going to be people are going to see what I'm reading. And this comes into the second piece of well, what do other people going to think? What are people would think of me? Because I'm reading this particular type of book. What, what are they going to say? Truth is, I, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to allow my thought of what other people may think to judge me on the books that I'm reading because I'm reading personal development groups, books, potentially what people would perceive as self-help books. What you know, we could easily have got into a gone into a thinker like I don't want people thinking I'm reading this type of book. What are they thinking about me? No, those are the books that I wanted to read because they are benefiting me. I hope that I hope that point's coming across. And and I knew and, and I would have had a thing about reading previously, thinking 
or I'm not, you know, not smart enough and all this sort of stuff. So then I had, that was the way I had to retell myself was like, no, you can learn and I can learn and I have learned and I can do this and I have developed myself for the better for doing it. So that's really important. And that sort of worthiness piece comes again. It's another skill of recognition of when I'm saying these things to myself. What am I saying? Why am I saying it? Would I sell, say this to my best friend or my partner? Well, no, then why would I say it to myself? Right, let's reframe that. How can I flip it? I really like that of flipping this, the pos- from a potential negative to a positive. What is that positive that we can bring out of it? And it takes practice. It takes skill. Again, I think a really useful thing is, is writing it down. I think there's a real um, uh, sort of power in writing stuff down. So like literally, again, get a book, get a blank, um, you know, just journal type book. Take a pen with you. If you're going through that process of just, you know, you want to, you wanted to, you got that blocker in the sense of your, the way you're talking to yourself is self-talk. Write it out. Just let the pen flow. Write it out. And then when you see it on the paper and read it back, it, you know, it, it be, could be shocking to see what you read back. But then it's like, okay, take control. You've got the pen in the hand. How can you rewrite that? That it makes it empowering to you as opposed to disempowering. What can you write that's going to bring you up? What have you done to, to date that you know is successful they can push you forward to the next what have you done or what have you what have you shown and achieved so far that shows you what you can do next and then it's a case of taking that small next step and just keeping on moving forward i hope this episode has given you some ideas so maybe some thoughts, some maybe some more tips and exercises that you can use to help you in relation to those things that can hold us back. You know, time, what other people think and how we view ourselves in relation to our self-worth. I really do hope these things helped. I'd love to hear from you. Love your, would love your input and your feedback. See if this helped, um, any things you would like to raise with me or questions, um, please, uh, you know, get in touch um, via the app here on Anchor. If you're looking, listening on any other platform, please you can you know, link in with me on uh, my Facebook page and Instagram account. They're both Spark to Fire Coaching. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. It's James Dean um, at Spark to Fire Coaching there as well. And I'm really excited as well because in the next uh, couple of days, my new website's going to be launched as well. So keep a I keep an eye out for that as well. Um, otherwise, um, thanks for listening again, guys, and uh, take care. Thank you for listening to Light Your Spark. You can find more about me on my Facebook page and follow me on Instagram at Spark to Fire Coaching. You can also visit my website, sparktofirecoaching.ie.com.